Welcome to the Enliven Beverage Deal Podcast, where we're all about saving and making you money by taking both the guesswork and the legwork out of your beverage partnership and by leveling the playing field when it comes to negotiating your beverage contracts. I'm your host, Tim Harms. We've got a great show for you today. Stay tuned. Hello, everyone. I'm excited today to welcome Monica Harris to the podcast. She is recently promoted to our Director of Operations here at Enliven. Welcome, Monica. Hi, Tim. How are you? Doing well. How are you doing today? Doing well. Glad to be here. Yeah. Well, this is your first time on the show. Uh, Welcome, and uh, hope you'll be back. I I thought we could start off. I just said you're recently promoted to our Director of Operations. Could you uh, tell our listeners kind of what you've done for Enliven in the past and maybe in the future? Great. Yes. I started as an account executive and moved my way into the healthcare channel specifically, but I made sure that all of our clients are, are super happy and supported by the beverage companies, that they're getting all the benefits of the deal and they're getting great service and we're, we're there to help make sure that, that the relationship is great. Now moving into this director of operations, we realized that Enliven needed just a little bit more bandwidth to serve our clients even better. And so we're going to be the resource side, going to be making all those reports that are asked for, just making sure payments are coming in and that you still get that great service. But we're going to put a resource team dedicated to that to support the account managers. Yes, Monica is incredible at keeping projects on tasks. She is finely attuned to detail. She's just a great resource we're actually allowing her to serve all of our clients, not just healthcare clients, which is going to be great. You're going to love it. Monica, what's our topic for today? Yes, we are talking about going exclusive with a beverage company, whether it be Coke or Pepsi, that you will see increased sales. I know a lot of you guys think that going exclusive and getting rid of one of them and kicking one out that that your your overall sales will will decrease because you're taking away choice from your from your customers and that's just not the case we don't see that at all through through our clients and so actually uh, when you partner with an exclusive beverage provider a semi exclusive preferred beverage ex- uh, provider one of the things that we commonly hear from our clients is a surprise and a delight from the service the increased service level the creativity the marketing piece that gets brought to their facility. And from the guest's perspective or the passenger's perspective or the patient's perspective, coming on to your, your facility, there's actually some great, surprising, delightful experiences that can happen with a beverage deal. So, Monica, I know you have some examples here of what's happened because we can give anecdotal stories, we can give you know, reasons, but numbers don't lie. And because of our breadth of expertise and experience in the channel doing beverage deals day in and day out, we actually get to see firsthand what happens from a sales standpoint when someone chooses to partner with one of the major beverage suppliers. Can you uh, go through that for us? Yeah, of course. So we at Enliven, we, we track all of the volume that's going through. So part of our service that we do is we, we want to make sure that volume's reporting correctly so that you're getting paid correctly. But because we get those reports, we can compare it to what you were doing pre-deal. And on average, our clients typically see 5 to 20% increase in sales. And so I pulled some numbers for you, Tim. So I have a couple 
couple examples of our clients. So we have a healthcare client in the South Dakota market, just one of their hospitals alone. They switched from Coke to Pepsi and saw an increase of about 40%. So a little bit higher than the average that we see, but that's insane for one hospital. 40%, one hospital, just going from one brand to another brand, saw an increase in 40%. And Wow, that's huge. Yeah, and they had a lot of concern about getting rid of one beverage and going to this other one since they had a lot of brand loyal customers. Secondly, we have a healthcare system in the Louisiana market who had a mixed environment and went exclusively Coke and saw an increase of 7%. Oh my goodness. So they were uh, mixed serving multiple brands and they, they partnered with one. And they saw 7% increase. Just by focusing on one brand, saw an increase in sales of 7%. All right. What else you got? I got one more example for you. And this is one of our airport clients. They were also mixed and switched to Pepsi and saw an 18% increase in volume. 18% increase in volume, which at an airport translates directly to sales, helps the bottom line at the airport Across the board, we see this. I mean, restaurants, hospitals, airports, you name it. When you, when you switch from a mixed environment or one to the other, beverage sales always increase. It sounds counterintuitive, Monica. I don't believe it. Why, uh, why would this happen? Well, I have two reasons why this happens. And it goes back to the choice and effort. So, so let's talk about choice first. Yes, because you're taking away my Mountain Dew, you're taking away my Diet Dr. Pepper, you're taking away my Diet Coke. How could sales and volume possibly increase when you're taking away choice? Well, you might think you're taking away choice, but you're not. And that is because when you have a mixed environment, you're only able to carry the core brands of each beverage provider. So you don't really get to offer anything else other than like-for-like items from each brand. But when you get rid of one of those companies, you're able to expand your options and source new products that you weren't able to carry because you didn't have the space. And actually, Coke and Pepsi, they have huge portfolios. They're constantly innovating. They focus on consumer trends. So they know what people want. They know what consumers are drinking. So you get access to their full portfolio. It goes beyond just those core brands and you get to carry those innovative products that you you didn't have space for before. So actually you're giving your consumers even more choice than ever before. Yeah, no, that's a great point because, you know, you think about uh, the footprint of your facility. If you're listening in, think about the footprint of your facility. You have finite space. You can't just add infinite amount of coolers or infinite amount of uh, fountain machines, right? So it's really important that you maximize the space that's there. And you want to make sure that as our world is changing, as demographics are changing, as trends and consumer behaviors are changing, that you have the right the right facings, the right products to meet consumer demand. So it's, it's no longer as much about red versus blue as it is about life water and smart water and and uh, Hubert's Lemonade and uh, uh, Kavita Kombucha, isn't it? I mean, there's so m- many different beverages out there right now. It can be overwhelming, but if you, if you partner with, with one that can manage that, that channel for you, 
they can do the analytics. They can understand. They understand what is is buying in, in a specific market, and they can make sure that you're optimized to have the right flavors, the right choices, the right packages for the people that are coming through your property. Yeah, that's exactly right. And and I do want to say like to not get hung up on Coke versus Pepsi because they both have just a wide range of products, and overall, when you really break down, they they have roughly equivalent market share. So one isn't going to outperform the other. That's interesting. Counterintuitive for sure. But to your point, we see it again and again and again. All right. So that was the choice argument. You're taking away my, you're taking away my beloved soft drink. Well, actually you're, you're, you're going to have access to a lot more and you may find a new flavor that you love. What is, uh, what's, what's the second, the second argument that you mentioned? Great. It is effort. So when you sign an exclusive deal or semi-exclusive deal with Coke or Pepsi, they're going to give you money. And it's because they are excited to be your partner and they see value in in partnering with you. But when the beverage companies give you money, they have to figure out a way to get that money back and to profit from this partnership. In order to do so, the beverage companies have to put in that effort to increase those sales because if they don't put any effort in, they aren't going to benefit from the deal at all. So when they put in this effort, things come out like merchandising and they build specific planograms to ensure that your products are placed in the right spot. They know consumers better than anybody else. So they're going to work their magic to make sure that you are optimized in your space to make sure that the beverages are in the right spot. Another benefit is that you get new equipment so you have some old coolers sitting in that in your retail space. Well, guess what? When you go exclusive, you get new upgrade equipment and they can do signage that's co-branded with the beverage company. And it's just really great. And the space looks really nice. There's so many benefits that the beverage companies have to do so that they can get their profits back too. Yeah, that's right. I mean, Coke and Pepsi and Dr. Pepper, I mean... They're not nonprofits, and so you know they're really excited to partner on an exclusive or, or preferred arrangement. And there's some financial uh, incentives that go along with that, but they're they're wanting to to turn a profit on that. There, so when they have a choice of whether to send the service trucks to a property that is mixed or not, you know, a great partners in their eyes, or send the service trucks to the new property they just inked for, you know, lots of, <laughs> lots of dollars, lots of zeros. You know, who do you think they're going to they're gonna route that service truck to? Who do you think they're going to put their best key account manager on? Who do you think they're going to try to um, do the product samplings at and, and, and do these really fun, creative marketing activation, activations at? So that's a, that's a great point. Are there any, um, do you have any specific examples of, really fun or, or something that's happened at a, at, at a facility that you've seen recently that just demonstrate what beverage companies are willing to do when they have a partner? Yes. I think the, the one that really comes to mind is this hug me machine that Coke has that is great for in, in healthcare systems because you can hug this vending machine and it'll spit out a drink. And it's just it's such a friendly thing to have. And 
um, all of our. <laughs> you literally just hug right. the machine. Right. It's so it's kind it of a weird yeah, it's kind of a weird concept. <laughs> that's great. So just fun things. You know, they're not going to do that with a property that they're not that they're not in a strategic partnership with. But doing a, a pouring rights deal or a beverage deal enables and opens up these really surprising experiences. If you're walking into a hospital, um, you're not expecting to hug a machine and get a free Coke. <laughs> but, uh, but, but man, you remember that experience, don't you? I have another one for Pepsi. Yeah. Since we gave Coke some love, we should give Pepsi some love too. But right. they, they have this new sparkling water that you might have heard of or had called Bubbly. Uh-huh. Buble. And Buble, if, if you... If you Watch like the, to call it that. If you watched the Super Bowl ad for a couple of years ago. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, another healthcare example, and they have all these different colors. And so one of the, the local promotions that they've developed for, for this hospital system is around cancer awareness. So they've picked different flavors to create a whole promotion around cancer awareness. So in their cancer centers, they're able to bring these promotions and just bring a little bit of joy. I mean, these, these cans are so cute and so fun that you can't help but smile when you see them. Um, and so they're just bringing so much joy too to these hospitals and bringing great awareness around all these different cancers for each month um, so that people are aware and they get to enjoy a delicious sparkling beverage. Yeah, no, great examples. It makes sense. So, you know, um, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Uh, so you've been doing this for many years. You've converted uh, so many different systems from mixed to one or from one to the other. The fear that is in everyone's mind, uh, if you're a manager thinking about, you know, or, or a leader, an executive thinking about bringing your organization um, uh, a strategic beverage partnership or switching providers you just fear that backlash. You fear the email. You fear the social media complaints. You fear, uh, I mean, these are real, you know, it, it's real concerns. We're making light of it. But, um, you know, for some of our listeners listening in, I mean, beverage sales, you know, they can't keep their doors open without beverage sales. So in, in, in doing this, have you encountered clients that actually have that big backlash that get social media complaints that uh, have campaigns rallied against them for taking away their favorite beverage? You know, you, you think that you're going to get some really big backlash and you might get a few comments, a few emails at the very beginning, but within the first month of converting and, and things are finally transitioned and life is back to normal, those comments go away too because it just becomes a norm and nobody really remembers that they had other things there that they no longer have. Yeah, and they're getting so much more, um, as we've just talked about. Well, thank you so much, Monica, for coming on. Uh, this has been great. And, uh, I mean, the data speaks for itself. Uh, 5 to 20 to 40% increase in revenue. I mean, that is meaningful when you're talking about the environment that we're currently in right now. Um, but it's meaningful anytime. Anytime you can make a simple decision, get a strategic partner, and and grow revenue by by double digits, I mean that's that's huge growth. So thanks for coming on and sharing, and uh, hope we can scheme some more to figure out ways to bring these moments of delight to uh, our customers through beverage deals. Uh, it's uh, quite a fun thing to see um, 
to see that customer get uh, a smile on their face after they hugged a vending machine, got their free beverage. Uh, that's amazing. Well, thanks, Monica. I appreciate it. Thanks so much, Tim, for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been great. Thanks, everyone, for listening in. Hope you found that informative. If you have a burning question about your beverage negotiation or partnership, we'd love to hear from you and answer it on this podcast. Reach out to us by emailing podcast at enlivenpartnership.com. And hey, before we sign off, I want to remind you that you can take both the guesswork and the legwork out of your beverage partnership. You can level the playing field in your beverage negotiations, and you can save or make your company millions through a new or an improved beverage agreement. The first step is a free beverage opportunity analysis which will tell you just how much you can save or you can make. Sign up for your free beverage opportunity analysis at enlivenpartnership.com and by clicking free savings estimate. On behalf of everyone here at Enliven, thanks for listening in.